welcome to another Writer's Bookshelf podcast with, of course, me, David Driver. And I'm sure, I'm sure you've guessed it now, that fantastic, that beautiful piece of music composed by the brilliant Mr. John Hardy, your good friend and mine, and going by the title of Lost for Words. So once again, thank you, John. And I only play you just over 30 seconds. Excuse me. I normally play you round about 30 seconds of it. It's round about a three-minute piece of music. And I think one of these days, well, one of these podcasts, should I say, I will uh, play you the piece of music in in its entirety. It's brilliant stuff indeed. But while we're on, whilst or whilst I am on with thank yous, I'm going to say a thank you to all you podcast listeners and all you podcast lovers and why. Well, first and foremost, just moving on a slight tangent, thank you for all your uh, kind comments and all the lovely, gorgeous feedback regarding the Cockwinkles, that's the series one complete, all six episodes, and we've had such a laugh, and it's been such a brilliant, uh, it's been a brilliant experience, so keep listening, and keep spreading the word, and it's, um, in answer to your question, or questions, one of them anyway, yes, I'm already in the process of writing series two. So the radio plays will continue. And I'm also moving to a darker side. Yes, a little bit of sort of Jedi talk there, a little bit of moving to the dark side. I am um, currently working on a, uh, on, on a on a radio play. It's based on one of my short stories. I just need to adapt it slightly for radio. And it goes by the title of The Purple Orchid of Ulysses Goyle. So that will be for the adults, really. And the reason I'm saying that is because this edition, yes, this edition of the Writer's Bookshelf podcast is for the younger, the younger listeners, the younger writers, younger poets, and the younger, they're all the youngsters, out there, you might feel young, but are you young? More well, sort of <clears throat> people just starting out on their uh, on their writing journey. And I also also have to say, I want to give a thank you, a big shout out to all all the people out there that have been involved. You know who you are. I've been um, recently involved with the National Literacy Trust. And it's been an absolute pleasure. So I want to give a massive shout out to my good friend, Sharina Lee Sarte. She's a, ne- a good friend based in Bradford. And for everybody tuned in, I always seem to forget to say this. If you are in the UK, you may well know where I am situated. I'm up north. Yes, it's Grim up north. We are, uh, or I <clears throat> am based in uh, a little, little town used to be a village, got a little bit bigger, and a little town going by the name of Silsden, and that's in West Yorkshire, and if you are outside of the UK, you might have to just Google it, we are, that's Silsden, S-I-L-S-D-E-N, Silsden, West Yorkshire, and I'm sure if you live in the UK, <clears throat> you'll know where that is, my good friend, Sharina, um, lives about sort of 10, 11 miles away, in the city of Bradford. So I'm going to thank Sharina. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to thank Sharina. And I'm also going to thank 
all the other people involved in the project and I'm also going to thank everyone who works for the National Literacy Trust because it's been such a fantastic experience. Um, recently been involved in a project bringing poetry, the um, a project that lasted a week, well it lasted more than that for Sharina but it lasted a week to start off with for us writers and poets. We spread the word of poetry across West Yorkshire for uh, the Poetry Week and to find some young poet laureates, which has been an absolutely fantastic experience. And also working alongside the brilliant Simon Armitage and a West Yorkshire, or should I say, not West Yorkshire, Yorkshire, the mayoress of Yorkshire <coughs> is... Um, Tracy Brabin, so it's been a fantastic experience. I think we've got one more sort of thing to do. We're working with the BBS, the BBC, with the uh, a little bit of uh, helping helping the youngsters out. So that sort of led me to think, you've got the radio play, David, and we've got the uh, I mean some brilliant interviews so far. We've had a few fantastic poets on authors and all these people maybe moving and shaking in. Uh, in an adult world, and I thought, hang on there, why not throw something out for the youngsters? So it's probably going to be a shorter sort of episode, it will be, of the writer's bookshelf, and I'm going to throw in a little bit of a curveball and go down the short story route, um, and then I'm going to post out, or should, should I say, well, post out, record it first, I'll put out um, some children's poetry, I just need to get that... Um, put that together and I think I'm just because I've been involved in poetry for a couple of weeks now it's been quite intense I'm going to move over to what I call well what I call the 99 word stories so if as I always say if you want to find out a little bit more about me um go to my website which is www.davidriverauthor because I see I operate on uh, on sort of many levels it could be broadcasting could be radio plays poetry short stories open mic and obviously the podcast you are listening to is just it's just one outlet and <clears throat> it's reaching out to adults and Hopefully we can reach out to some younger younger listeners and younger writers. But but if you want to find out everything about me, well, not everything, goodness me, it's um, or a little bit more, a little bit more about me, then get yourself to my um, my website. And I have got, for this episode, yes, I've got a little bit of a tickly cough, shall I say. There seems to be a little, little bit of that going round. And in sunny Yorkshire, we've had a little bit of rain. It's turned the nights, the evenings are drawing in. And it's a little bit cold. It's a little bit dark. And it's a little bit rainy. So even though whatever time of the day or even whatever day you're listening to this podcast, at least you know that I'm here on uh, on the evening. It's actually a Tuesday night. I do record or most of, nine, about 99% of the uh, of the um, <clears throat> episodes are recorded on Tuesday evenings. All new episodes are mainly Tuesday evenings, so it is another Tuesday evening, and I do post up new episodes on, uh, on Tuesdays. So let me get back now to the 99-word um, storybook. These books are available. Um, you can find out, you can get them from... You can, 
get in, get in touch with me go to the website um, find out what books I've got available you can get them from Amazon get them from various bookshops and or get them from me if you want them signed but you'd have to look on the website and then take it from there and I came up with this idea a few years ago <clears throat> and it's I've put a little bit of a strap line in there and it says be brave be bold give us give us a story that's never been told don't be shy give it a try no limit on your age come and write a 99 word story book on the story book page it's um it's it's good stuff indeed and again i've got imagine create and inspire you can hear the pages um flicking over <coughs> and i've got we'll kick off with a day out and all this is if you tuned in if you're listening on the podcast youngsters mums and dads grandmas and granddads anyone out there may well be a seasoned writer might be looking for inspiration so if you are a seasoned writer i think this exercise is good for you to hone your craft and get rid of all the unwanted words drive the narrative forward and just really you'll get rid of all the of all the flowery waffle if i if you may allow me to say that if you're starting out your journey or you just don't want to write a three five hundred page novel you can pen beautiful stories in 99 words not including title so 99 words not <clears throat> including the title and i must admit i've sort of had some inspiration from some of the stories they've gone on they could become they could become a short story a novel even or even a poem or a series of um a a series of of stories on the same theme so it's, it's a it's good practice it's good good practice and if you go on the website i think there's a little bit more information in fact i know there is okay this first one's called day out and it goes like this the car journey took an hour and the sun shone everyone was happy and i sat next to abby she's my best friend but she never stops talking we ran along the beach and got wet in the sea. I love Cornish pasties and the ice creams cooled us all down. Abby fell and grazed her knee. She cried a little, but I made her feel better when we snuggled up. Tea was my favourite. Fish and chips. On the way home, I fell asleep along with Abby. It's brilliant being a dog and all the family love me. Good stuff indeed. <clears throat> and I do hope you did I do hope you um you like that one. A little bit of a twist really. I do like some writing things like that and the reveal came at the end. So that probably mainly for the that's for the um <clears throat> for the for the children um this one okay this this was called the jewel um and i must admit that there's a few there's a few sort of stronger 
<coughs> words and content. There's no swearing in this episode, even though I've said it's for youngsters, fully youngsters and teenagers, and um, there's nothing really offensive. This was called The Duel. Swords clashed in open woodland, scattering the gathered crows which had come to see death into the air. Shields blocked as attacks were relentless. Wounds bled where steel teased flesh. Of all the weapons, words were the most destructive. But the brutality was all in the name of love and honour. One lost footing, steel pierced his heart, and a woman's name was whispered. His own blade sank into his opponent's heart, and the two lay motionless in a final embrace of bloody death. The crows returned to feast on the entertainment. Widows wept for their loss. Again, I liked a little bit of fantasy. <clears throat> and um, sword, sword play, shall we say. This one this one probably is in a very similar vein in, in, in a lot of respects. This one goes by the title of Last. See what you uh, what you think of this one. Snow fell across the mountain regions. Cold unforgiving just like the westerly wind that howled and whipped over the plains he was the last of his kind hunted from birth outcast reviled a magnificent sun would soon begin to rise in the east spreading a red hue over the blankets of white Standing tall, naked, his mighty black wings spread, fangs bared, and he smiled. To drink the blood of humans was a pleasure of the vampires. The sun's rays would claim him, scattering him like ash across the snow. He was a prince, last of the Kalak vampires. Dark turn, goodness me. <clears throat> I do like, um, I do like vampires. This next one <clears throat> is, um, <coughs> excuse me. This next one is a little bit naughty, really, in the in the fact, um, it's based, <laughs> it's 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 based on a fairy tale, but it does take, um, well. It just take a little bit of a, an alternative twist. It's called The Kiss. Alana was very beautiful. The most beautiful woman in the whole kingdom. She was a princess and was soon to marry. But her husband but her husband to be wasn't very tall, had a lazy eye, and spoke with a lisp. Her friends had told her to find a frog in the royal pond and give him a sensuous kiss. This would transform him into a handsome prince whom she could marry. 
a frog was found. Unfortunately, he turned into a flesh-eating vicious Waganooga and ripped her body to bloody shreds. Pointing, her friends laughed. They really disliked her. I do hope you like that one. Now this next one is um, inspired. It goes by the title of Mr. Marmalubian. And we live by the by Silsden Park. And every year, <clears throat> well maybe not so much now, times have changed. In the early years, we've probably been in the same address now for, for 20 odd years. And in the early years, goodness me, I sound old. Um, in the early years, the Silsden Gala used to uh, it's always the last sunday in uh, in july and probably sometimes on a monday or wednesday before the um the fair the fair people would come to come to town to coin a phrase and <clears throat> this one is is inspired is inspired by that he always came to the village on the last saturday in june and sunshine came with him along with a whole cast of magic, excitement and wonderment. His dog could ride a unicycle whilst its fur changed to all the colours of the rainbow. Flowers sprouted at will from his big circus top hat. Blue, fire-breathing dragons took families on rides to the next village and back, and a party of dwarves wowed all the ladies with gold jewellery. Babies were allowed to ride on unicorns and the Cyclops held their annual wrestling match. I love Mr Marmalubian. Good stuff indeed. And I always say, I mean, I think... See, children's, I love, children do like, in my opinion, children do like to be scared... I'm not talking about sort of graphic detail, and I'm not talking about um, you know sort of sort of adult content and things like that. I just think that children do you know various authors over the years like to uh, sort of scare children just to the right point. Okay, this next one is called the old hag. She lived alone in the forest, a creature of skin and bone. Twisted, bitter, vengeful. Life had been cruel, but blame fell on self-infliction. Death scented the air. The denizens of the woodland sensed it. Why should it be them? She wasn't the only one who knew magic. Another possessed the art of shape-shifting. Naruk the Great rose to his full height, roared in his glory, and took off the head with one mighty blow from his powerful claws. The tale was told to generations of how the mouse became a mighty bear and slew the old hag. Okay. Let's move on now to my shoes. And <clears throat> I think on reflection, a lot of these um, 
Uh, I have two beautiful daughters, all sort of all grown up now, and I suppose my my children's stories. Well, some of them are, I suppose, inspired, obviously, from myself myself being a father, and sort of through the eyes of of a young girl or, or young teenager, young teenage girl, and <clears throat> some of them are obviously inspired from my own child, all childhood, my own um, time growing up as a, as, a, as a young boy. And some of it's just that wonderful imagination. So I do want to read these. I uh, seem to think I just flit from, well, sort of flit around them all. Okay, my shoes. I love my red shoes. Mum bought them at the market last week. I haven't taken them off since, since she bought them. I wear them for breakfast. I wear them for school and wear them at tea time. They're very shiny and I can see my reflection in them. I wear them when I go to bed. They match my red pyjamas. I will never take off my red shoes because they are magic shoes. And when everyone else is asleep, I can fly up to the clouds and see the cloud people and drink pink lemonade with them okay the search <clears throat> let's see what this one brings i think i'll just take another drink of coffee excuse me okay the search <clears throat> cal stood and spoke the scrolls said we would find him here they did my lord belgar agreed then where is he Glancing around the chamber, they saw no sign. Forgotten warriors lay dead. Bones of legends, clothed in elaborate armour, still clasped jewelled hilts. A golden sun peaked above. Rays of light filtered down, striking a mirror, then another, illuminating the chamber. Twelve mirrors sitting within the walls reflected the young Cal. The ancient sword and crown of Valak Anu hung from the once black void above. Belgar knelt and Cal knew he was destined to be king. Okay, this next one. <clears throat> This next one goes by the title of Takeaway Girl. She always works the late shifts every Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday and every other Sunday. Daytime's not her thing and some people like it that way. We've been seeing each other for three months now and I'm used to dropping her off late and picking her up early. On Thursdays, I arrive an hour early. Don't have to order. It's ready and waiting. Quarter pounder with cheese and a black coffee. We always listen to music from the 80s on the way home. And then it's off to her coffin. Well, where else is a vampire going to sleep? 
Okay. Dokey. Okay. Kevin was just another unknown kid at Greenfield High. Most kids came from broken homes and often bought a pasty from Greg's on the way home as the cupboards stayed empty. The lack of friends, lack of support and constant bullying at school would soon be over. Tonight was the night. In the morning, he'd be gone. He hadn't actually found the key. It was already in the door, under the viaduct, by the disused engine sheds. The Roman guard had greeted him with a Good morning, Kevin. All he had to do was lock the door behind him. Many, many adventures awake. Um, the wait there. Um, <clears throat> the reason I said awake is because the next one, the next one goes by the um, title of Awoken. Waves crashed again and again, battering the rugged coastline, where many walk, and then capture within the digital age of photography, like white stallions. They charge up the ancient rock and transform into magnificent displays of salty spray. Pebbles scatter the golden sand. Maybe they were once a mountain. Tides have ebbed and flowed for centuries, but so have I. Sunken galleons hold secrets and treasures down on the seabed. But so do I. I stir once more. Steel floats, not wood. Just thirteen when lowered to the waters. And now I shall walk the land again. Okay. <clears throat> this next one. A few more to go yet. Um, this next one goes by the title of Text Meeting Message. <clears throat> and it starts out this. Text Meeting Message. Meet me tonight at seven. Who is this? In the park. By the lake. I'm calling the police. Stop, stop stalking me. We were meant to be together. How did you get my number? Tonight at seven. Don't contact me again. The police know. The police waited. Two figures approached by the lake. Keep walking towards me. You look gorgeous this evening. We were meant to be together. The pair neared. Police communicated. Touch my hand and we will be together. A hood was removed. One wasn't human. Hands touched and the two vanished in a flash of purple light. I must admit, I do quite, I like that one. I always seem to, I always like reading that one. Okay, I think we've got three more to um, go. Yes, these are <clears throat> Voyage. Huddling 
The family looked out through the glass in horror. Rising and falling over the waves, the storm was relentless. Lightning danced in arcs of white. A heartless wind howled and rain lashed down on the highway laced with salt. Dawn brought hope. Warmth and calm spread across the ocean. A beach led to a green forest. Everyone cheered as the green bottle came to rest on the shore. Grandad kicked out the cork. Out jumped the elves. Fleeing the destruction of the goblins, they'd found a new home and were more than just another message in a bottle. Pot of gold. If he finds out, we're in big trouble. Right, Fingal, but he won't. How do you know he won't, Barnabas? He doesn't want to. What does that mean? He's all for himself. Loves to party with all the other magical folk. Barnabas, they are supposed to find a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. Not anymore. Exactly. We're using the wrong magical paint. And magical it is. It keeps moving. They'll never find the end. Exactly. We'll soon be rich. Beyond our wildest dreams. Barnabas and Fingal laughed so much, they nearly knocked over the paint. And <clears throat> the last one of the 99-word stories <coughs> goes like this. Catch a fish. The tournament started with a clang of pots and pans tied to the willow tree and excitement rushed through the contestants. Blue hat hair led them up the hill to the great pond and it was old woodpecker who reminded them of the rules. Coin crow kept count and crazy squirrel Mark scores up on the blackboard with his stick of yellow chalk. Grandma Hedgehog had made pots of plum jam and Slim Stout served up his famous elderberry fizzy lemonade. And the winner was young Walter by two bream and a stickleback. After all, he was a kingfisher. Well, I do hope you have uh, enjoyed it. If any of you uh, older, let's say if any of you older people are listening, um, it may inspire you to um, <clears throat> it may inspire you to start writing, and it may inspire some of you younger uh, listeners. I hope I haven't scared you too much. Um, some of you younger listeners to start writing. Well, what I always say is sometimes when I do this, I'm just going to throw in a little bit of poetry because. <clears throat> always remember this, that it doesn't matter if you write a 99-word story, you might write a 9-word story. <laughs> you may well write 
a 500-page novel. But all words are made up from the alphabet, and there are only there are only 26 letters in the alphabet. And I do have for very very young readers indeed um, a book called A B C Poetry, and I'm going to share that with you now. So basically, I'm going to go through the alphabet. But before I do that, I have another saying. And it goes like this. This is for all you people that have got all these fantastic stories that you haven't told yet, but I'm sure you are going to do one day. And this the saying goes like this. Under the light of the sun, we shall weave our words of magic. Under the light of the moon, we shall dream about them. Brilliant. Okay, I will try and get through this without making a mistake. And you can't see it if you get the book. There are some pictures to go with it. <clears throat> a is for apple hanging on a tree. Pick one for you, then pick one for me. B is for box with nothing left inside. No one is looking. Quickly jump in and hide. C is for cat, purring perfectly. She likes to sleep throughout the day and have fresh fish for tea. D is for dog, with a wet nose and a bark. She likes to go on long walks or run around the park. E is for eggs. They have a yolk and a shell, fried, boiled or scrambled. Who can ever tell? F is for flour. Perfect for when you're baking. Something smells delicious. I wonder what they're making. G is for garden, where all the flowers grow. Hiding nature's secrets, of which you'll come to know. H is for house, with windows and a door, a bathroom tiled, a bedroom wall, a bedroom warm. Don't forget the ceiling and floor. I is for ink, used to write down a word, then you form a sentence. Isn't that absurd? J is for jumper, woolly, warm and red. Laughing out so loudly as you pull it over your head. K is for kettle. Bring it to the boil. Have a nice drink of tea for all your work and toil. L is for love. Found within your heart. Carry plenty of it with you. Always play your part. M is for mouse. With a liking for cheese, before you go to bed at night, remember to feed him, please. N is for nose, and with it you can smell. Witches twitch it from side to side, then cast a magic spell. O is for owl, mystical and wise, hunting through the night time, silent as he flies. P 
is for pan, where sausages cook and sizzle. Try them in a sandwich, or help yourself to a slice of lemon drizzle. Q is for Q, lining up outside, front, back or middle, your decision, you'll decide. R is for round, just like a shiny penny, fill up a big jar, then you'll have so many. S is for sandwich, with many fillings between the bread, people have a favourite and enjoy being full and fed. T is for toys and all come out to play, but when you've had your bath, they'll have to go away. U is for umbrella, bright yellow like a flower, put one up and you'll be dry when you go out in a shower. V is for vest, nylon, cotton or string, lots of different styles, which one will you bring? W is for window, looking in or looking out, round, square or oblong, we know what they're about. X is for xylophone, an instrument you can play, once the tune's inside your head, it'll never go away. Y is for yippee! Shout it at the top of a slide. When you reach the bottom, run back up for another ride. Z is for zany, a crazy word indeed. Have you had a good time? Did you enjoy the read? Brilliant stuff indeed. Well, thank you for listening to yet another um another podcast the writer's bookshelf and as i always say if you like what you've been listening to then tell all your friends and spread the word about the gingerlicious company presents and just keep spreading the word and listening and if you want to get in touch then you need to visit the website and there's all different ways email an email address a whatsapp Instagram, all the usual contact details are there. And if you want to find out more and more and more about me, go to the website and it's daviddriverauthor.com. I will be back for another episode very, very soon. But until then, take care, keep the love and keep writing. And let's play out once again with a little bit of Lost for words. I will see you all later. Thank you for listening.